Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. That's awesome. Mug clunky friends, and welcome to Fireteam Chat. I'm your host, Ty Guy Travis. Uh, joining me today, we've got a great panel. Uh, we've got... Uh, oh. Hold up a second. You didn't do it. Welcome it's to you. Fireteam Chat, <laughs> IGN's Destiny Show. I'm your host, Destin Legary. Thank you so much for joining me. Joining me today is Travis, who I guess Mug clunky. <laughs> and Paul Tassie. Uh, seating. <laughs> Brian is out doing Warlock stuff. Who knows? No, he's doing behind the scenes IGN stuff. Uh, at the top of the show, I do want to say a big heartfelt thank you to both Travis and Paul for doing the show when I was out and Brian, who's not here today. But uh, Travis, behind the scenes, you've been doing a lot of work with the run of shows and just making sure all the stuff was done and you know, getting my little joke videos that I would send you <laughs> that I would record with the baby <laughs> off. Uh, I That's was able part to, of the show. Yeah, I was able to send a, spend a little bit more time on the on the one we saw at the top. But uh, yeah, seriously, thank you both so much for keeping the show going while I was gone. It's a pleasure. There was a lot to talk about. You missed quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Things, things and... what, what's been going on, Travis? I haven't been playing. Uh, I'm not rank 132 in the season <laughs> pass already, for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, me neither, because I mostly just do Crucible. But yeah, there's you missed a lot. There was uh, Bungie Studios said they're doubling in size. Apparently, we're going to get Destiny movies and maybe TV shows or anime. Who, who knows? Uh, yeah, it was a pretty wild oh yeah and they announced the uh the end of the darkness and light saga for 2024 i think it is so uh yeah lots of lots of stuff in your wake but uh we covered it all and this week uh it's been a lighter past couple of weeks but we do have a ton of story stuff to talk about which i think well, is probably a good place to start story stuff what about the pvp pve separation are we gonna get to that later yeah of course all right, all right. Of course. let's yeah. let's start with the story stuff then so okay Spoiler warning, when you have a new baby, you don't really sleep. So I'm up all night just playing Destiny, waiting for the baby to wake up like the next few hours. Uh, I really, really love the story stuff that they've been doing. What is your question specifically about the story stuff though, Travis? Yeah, so uh, last week there was a cutscene where uh, Zavala, there was an attempt on Zavala's life and this week it sort of played out and it seems like it's going to uh, reach its conclusion in the strike that we're getting next week, which we can talk a little bit about uh, later. Um, but yeah, the question is, what do you think's going on with uh, with Zavala's assassination? I mean, uh, it was a scion. There are, I mean, obviously, I think probably most people think that it's Keitel's doing, but there was some interesting lore. I don't know if it's really lore. Uh, there in in their Twitter, it seemed like Keitel was was saying that she wouldn't kill uh, Zavala in such an underhanded way, uh, yeah. which does sound like something Kaido would say. And so 
the question is, you know, maybe it's Amtech, if you guys remember uh, her from uh, Season of the Dawn. Uh, it could be Savathun. That's always a... Uh, right. Who's that first sorry. person? Amtech? Okay. Yeah. Amtech. So you guys remember those three Scions that we killed in Season of the Dawn? And there were there were three different Scions, and yeah, then the ship, you had to fight the them all at once at the end? People? Yeah, so Amtech okay. is the fourth Scion sister who is the one that caused the uh that caused the uh <laughs> you know I'm what? Your you can look at me all I want. I read the lore, okay. Impala. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's not Amtrak. So <laughs> Amtrak. <laughs> yeah. I I think there's two two main scion suspects. I didn't watch the bite video, I probably should, but there's Odzot, who's like their own they're from the the one strike, and then there's uh whoever Ixel the Far-Reaching is like kind of one of the members of Keitel's Battlegrounds team, and it's possible that uh, they're kind of doing their own thing, and it, either in an effort to kind of appease Keitel, they try to take out Zavala, or in an effort to undermine her, because they don't think she's being strong enough uh, that they tried to do that, but I 100% believe Kaido that she had nothing to do with it, so got to take the Cabal Space Empress at her word, obviously, so. Yeah, well, you seem to be doing that since you're her lapdog now. Um, but yeah, the uh, wait, wait, wait. can the, I can I say what I think's going on? Yeah, go ahead. So, a Kaido took over Twitter and did the thing. Paul, you and Kaido were like BFFs there for a while on Twitter, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So he he loves it. Um, so I don't think it's Kaido at all. I think something is going on within the Vanguard themselves because Lord Saladin and uh, Zavala are quite contentious in that last story cutscene, and I don't know what is going on there, but they're planting the seed for something to play out later on, right? Like either a, a big confrontation between the two when the true villain is revealed, or maybe there is something going on with Saladin that we're not aware of. Are you saying Saladin sent a Scion assassin to try and kill Zavala? Something about how Zavala, Osiris, and Salad, and something about how they've been interacting just doesn't sit right with me. It seems like each character has something going on. Like Osiris's interaction with Keitel is much different than the interaction Zavala seems to be having with Keitel. Like, yeah, I don't know. It seems weird because she's calling up Zavala on the phone and she's like, hey, I talked to Osiris. That dude sucks. <laughs> what? Why don't we like work something out? We're going to lose to the. The, the real foe who's coming and she seems like she's game. I don't think Zavala should bow to her, but I do feel like that there is an understanding and, and they seem to be working towards, yeah, let's challenge each other in combat. And then that's going to be the resolution of, of that fight. But something is fishy to me about the whole story that has been revealed this far. You guys don't mm -hmm. think that interesting. I it's don't like think every it's like some grand inter-Vanguard conspiracy where somebody's a spy. Like, I I, I think Saladin's just like a hardliner. We're like, he doesn't want to ally with this, you know, race of enemies that have killed bazillions of guardians over the years. Like, he, he's not in favor of that at all. Whereas I think Osiris is like interested to some degree in working with Keitel. Uh, and that's why they have their little like Glycon conversations, whereas Zavala is more thinking about this tactically. And he's like, okay, well, how can we save lives? Like, we'll challenge her to ritual combat. And then it's just a fire team of guardians versus Ichabod, the whatever. I don't know whoever we're fighting in the strike. But um, <laughs> I don't know all the cabal names. But uh, Another I thought Scion originally name. it was maybe going to be like Zavala versus Keitel. And then one of them would have to die. And that would be, but very quickly they were like, it, 
it's leading up to the strike. And obviously that's not the plot of the strike. It's a fire team going against her champion, which is some random person we've never heard of. So, so Paul, let it, me ask you this. Cause what I'm alluding to is I think yeah. there's a, a, another party that is messing with everybody involved in the equation. Keitel, Osiris, Saladin, uh, and Zavala's like, something's not right. I'm not going to do anything until I know what's going on. Now I know we're sort of, alluding to the fact that maybe it's Atrax or whoever Travis said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amtrak, it's Amtrak. Yeah, Amtrak <laughs> or or whatever. But um, I mean, that that's sort of my take. I think, I think that's causing friction within the Vanguard at the very least, if not something more sinister going on. Well, there's the, so, old, there's the old arrivals theory about Savathun infecting Zavala from the skull artifact which I could still believe is possible. I don't know if his current actions really suggest to me some sort of like move meant to cripple us. Like that doesn't really seem like what he's doing. So I would be surprised if that was like a result of that potentially. Like, I'm not going to say like no one has been infected by Savathun and someone won't be a traitor, but I, I don't know if between the three of them in the, in the conflict that's going on right now, if that's why. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but I got that's not really what I'm taking away from it. I got a wild one for you. What's this whole Siva Plague Gang thing? People want that to come back, right? <laughs> the left turn. It's pretty unrelated, a, yeah. Not a canon story here. <laughs> so Saladin, he's the one that's the most angry. He was in a room filled with Siva trying to kill it before, I think, who was it? That she blew herself up at the end. It wasn't Ephrodite. It was yeah, one of the, yeah. I yeah, it was one of the, the Iron Lords, right? Um, so he's in there. You're telling me that you can transmit diseases through a sneeze, but he can be in a room full of SIVA and nothing fishy's going on there. And Siva's then there's not this... like literally a disease. Okay. I don't think I don't think <laughs> Saladin is walking around being corrupted by SIVA. No, it's um, <laughs> we'll see. But I, I don't know. We'll we'll see what the okay, the play gang thing is the, the fans are trying to write a SIVA based season, and Saladin would probably be involved in that. Um I don't I think uh Moira from the Destiny the Meme account is like the narrative person who's working on that. So We'll see what she comes up with, but um, I don't see Siva coming back in this current storyline trajectory. Uh, I'm not going to rule out the next few years, but on the way to Sabathun, that would be kind of a hard left turn to to go into that yeah. territory. Right, well, check out I'm my fan too. fiction. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that, I mean that's basically what the Plague Lands thing is. Is it's uh it's just fan fiction. They're kind of hoping. Don't hit on fan fiction. I wrote a whole fan fiction scene about trials being canceled like last weekend. You did. I actually <laughs> read that. That was really funny. Um, yeah, the, I so back to kind of who's behind the assassination. I still think I didn't, Paul. I didn't watch the by video either, but I I think I read that he thinks it might that Amtech might have somebody to do with it. So. Uh, I wouldn't discount that theory, but I'm kind of with you guys in that it seems like it's a little too niche. It's for people who really know the lore, and I, I don't know if they'd go that way. So I think the more likely scenario is that maybe it is Savathun that, that is sort of manipulating these people and trying to make sure that they don't ally with each other. And what better way to do that than to frame Keitel for trying to assassinate Zavala? So I think there could be something there, but it'll be really interesting to see how this all wraps up and if we'll eventually ally ourselves with the cabal or if that will break apart and i think we'll probably find out most of the answer to that question during the strike next week or at least i'm hoping that we do um and uh yeah what do you how do you guys think this is going to end like what do you do you think now that we've had more time in the season to reflect on it do you think that this is going to end an alliance do you think it's going to end in war um you know absolutely in an alliance there'll still be some narrative excuse for why we're fighting the cabal in other territories 
Well, I mean, there already sort of is. The people that are with her are with her, and the other ones are just still Red Legion leftovers, right? So they already have the narrative excuse about why we would still be funding them. We're absolutely going to partner with Keitel. This is all just theater to delay us until whatever's coming next season. And then there's going to be a real threat next season, probably SIVA, I hope. And it's then not gonna we'll be go from there. <laughs> like I dream, Paul. Okay. We, so we don't have time for a real war with the Cabal in the next two seasons here before Sabathun. So that, like, Whether we, we have our Cabal season now. What, what if next season it's Keitel and we're still at war with her for another season? That would be bad. Like, no one's going <laughs> to like that. Which is why it's not going to happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, next season, what we know for sure is Vault of Glass is coming back. I have a theory that I think that will be tied into the narrative for a Vex-focused season. Um, it's been a little while since we did anything with the Vex, and Vault of Glass is coming back and maybe part of Venus at the same time. So I would say that that's, it's probably not going to be brought back like Paul and Saber and um, Sepex were brought back because I think it's actually going to like try and be part of the story this time around because it would be a little weird to bring an entire raid back and not integrate it in at all or come up with some excuse as to why we need to go to the Vault of the Glass. So my guess is that's kind of going to be the central uh, crux of the storyline next season. And yes, we will be in alliance with Cato, and this will be over for the most part. And then she'll help us when the expansion hits in some military fashion. Do you think there will be like either of you, do you think there's going to be this like grand hero shot where it's like Zavala, Keitel, some random cabal we've never seen before, Osiris, Saladin, and like that's the end of the season closer? And then they're looking into the distance and there's this massive Vex enemy or whoever the enemy is looming on the horizon. It's just Atheon shows up like <laughs> he's extra up? tall. <laughs> yeah. So no, you I mean, I think there's I think there will be a scene like that. I don't know if it'll be at the end of the strike, but probably towards the end of the season where people keep talking about the, the broken blade animation that happens at the end of the, uh, it's like an emote at the end of the season pass where like they break oh. the gilded blade. And people are saying that that is something like Kaido will do that as like a symbol of surrender or whatever. So I, I could see that being kind of the thing that happens where she's like, I don't know if she's submitting, but the, with the way things are going, I would be surprised if we offer her like yeah, we won, but like we're not gonna like make us make you bow to us. Like, let's be equals. Blah blah blah. Like, I, you know, that kind of thing. They could end up in some sort of draw scenario. I didn't even think about that. That's a really really good point. But maybe she's just like the traditions of old are, you know, foolish. Smash. <laughs> well, we make our own traditions. We are the cabal. Whatever you know. So yeah, because like think about I, it. I their can... traditions are largely tied to the reason they repeatedly failed against the guardians. So maybe she just does, if that does happen, that would be awesome, first of all. And she's just like, no, we're writing our own, our own future. That would be that's really kind of cool. Could, like, that's a path she's been on. So yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I could see that happening, but I think a potential problem with that is that she doesn't really have a lot of support with the cabal. So like, could she even broker an alliance with us at this point? Like, who, who else she's are they going to go to Travis? I mean, they're just sort. She's sort of losing all respect, right? She doesn't have a war council because we keep killing everybody who tries to join her, and like people are losing faith in her ability to lead the cabal. Wait, wait. and yeah, I it's just sort of. Can I poke holes in your first point? Sure. There's literally like five bosses, four bosses that we go kick the crap out of every week right now in the battlegrounds repeatedly, who are mm -hmm. just vying for her attention. So to say that she doesn't have faith in the cabal, I don't know about that. There's those guys who are. We're just repeatedly killing. 
who are clearly yeah, trying to get in now. her good graces, right? So yeah. I don't know canonically what's happening, but I, I'm pretty sure that titles like, those it. people are dead now. Well, Title I think canonically it. we're not killing the battlegrounds bosses because like they keep like they're referring to like Ixel the Far Reaching thinks this in the lore, who I've killed at least twelve times. Like, <laughs> yeah. so I, I, I think we're defeating them, but I don't think we're like actually murdering all of these champions. Uh, it's it's a little confusing, but <laughs> that's yeah, that's yeah. where I'm landing. Well, regardless, I would argue that I don't think she's losing grip. She is literally it. There's nobody else. Like maybe her dad could come back when one when the planets like whatever they do with bringing the planets back unfolds in the narrative, but. I don't know. Kytle's he's insane, Kytle? and he's buried in Glycon somewhere, some underground yeah. port. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's another theory, though, is that like he faked his own death, and that maybe he sent the assassin to kill Zavala to frame uh, his own daughter, you know, to help undermine her support or make the guardians more likely to kill her or whatever. So maybe um, all I know I is Cabal are on their last leg. If they don't like Kytle, it's like all right, we'll kill all of you. <laughs> and like that's what they alluded to in the story this week right saladin and osiris are like give us a week we'll just slaughter all of them <laughs> and he's right yeah maybe we'll do that anyway maybe we'll do it with keitel i mean do, do we need keitel like she was tweeting on the the bungee twitter that you know we we <laughs> keitel was we, tweeting yeah Kyle was tweeting this week. Storm this weekend really indicates her <laughs> tactical uh, plans for the future. Yeah, but you know, she was tweeting about how like we need her armies to beat the darkness, and I'm like, do we? Like, like why? Like, why do we need you guys? Like, you you've proven that you can do nothing. Like, your drop pods kill me more than the the soldiers that are inside them. Like, I don't know how you are helpful at all. You this know? is kind of like a video That's game problem, though, because like. Yeah. how many races and how many gods have we killed from every race at this point so yeah. like theoretically we shouldn't ever need alliances or need anyone's help but i guess the only time we were really beaten kind of in recent memory was the cabal like with the plot of destiny one at least for a period of time before we single-handedly reversed everything but so it's a little hard to make the argument like you know we, we just we're so badass that we can do anything when it's a video game and we have to win. Like we have to beat all the bosses. Like there's not going to be a, like an insurmountable race that shows up that we just cannot kill. Cause that's not how video games work. So I think we have to give Cabal a little bit of grace given that they have had some successes against us in the past. Uh, so I can kind of see where she's coming from there. And they have like volume. They have like a lot of, of ships and military hardware that I don't think we, we have at that scale. Cause I mean, we're condensed into like one city essentially. Like we don't have that much, I guess military hardware and Rasputin's gone now, and he was our biggest weapon. So, We've also whatever you say, Kneeler. <laughs> I'm just trying to uh, bridge the gap here between arrogant <laughs> guardians and the perfectly willing to help uh, Empress. So, <laughs> very well. I think that we're going to join forces with them. I think next season is going to be dedicated to the Vex, and somehow we're going to convince them that. The probability matrix says that we are their best bet for success against the hive because if the hive win everything dies right so everything dies or everything gets what converted to taken i don't know what savathun's end game is but it just it just feels like it's sort of a no-brainer that we start working together with any enemy faction who's even willing to so maybe next season it's the vex and this season we will wrap up the season figuring out how we're going to collaborate with the Cabal. I don't, I don't think this war goes on with the Cabal. It would be silly, at least not narratively. Like it'll be there for people who are getting into the expansion later because they, they've said that. But uh, narratively, the, the story will be pushed forward and I think it'll go to the next season. 
The other alternative is the Vex align with Hive, and then we got you know Guardians and Cabal against Hive and Vex and the Scorn. Who cares about well, the, the Scorn? The Vex are kind of tools of the darkness right now. I mean, like they've been mm -hmm. since there is no darkness race of enemies. They were kind of the envoys. Like uh, the the Vex were essentially just doing the the bidding of the darkness in Shadowkeep. That's why it was a Vex raid in Garden of Salvation. Um, the Vex are, are curious. Like I, I would love for there to be an actual Vex like NPC like that we can talk to because it's just mm -hmm. like it's not that kind of race I guess but in that very rarely if ever actually happens with the Vex but uh, I, I would like that just to to get to know them a little more like they're, they're a very interesting science fiction concept and I think Bungie has done great work with like the lore and the world building of the Vex but since they're just this like singular unknowable you know immortal force it, it's a little hard to implement them the way you are with specific characters within like Cabal Fallen and Hive I think. Yep. What do you think, Travis? I'm just letting you yeah. host. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, should we move on to Grandmasters then? Uh, Grandmaster yeah, that'll Nightfalls. be short. Talk about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, Grandmaster Nightfalls came out this week, uh, or I guess for this season they came out this week. Uh, the first one was the Sepkis Perfected, which I think is still uh, the one. Yeah, it's still it's still the one you can do right now. Um, I think the question for the panel is: Are you guys doing this? Are you doing the power grind to get to it? If so, why? Do you feel like it's worth it? Do you feel like the challenge is fair or, or worth the reward? And if not, why aren't you? I think Paul, you probably have some opinions here. Yeah. Yeah. So I am doing the power grinds. I just hit three twenty five, three twenty six on all three of my characters. So I haven't I haven't actually attempted it yet because I like literally just got there like yesterday. But the plan was to actually do GMs this this uh, time because I have like a team together. Then we're gonna actually like try to get conqueror and stuff. But the, the problem is the timeline is it seems very tight in a lot of ways because you, you have like you have to go pretty full steam to get to 325 um, by now. Like unless you have like very very good luck with pinnacles and are doing like every pinnacle every week on all your characters like it's it's a little bit of a stretch if you're not like a full-time content creator uh and even if you are some of them and then there's the problem of the gilded title that people are chasing um it'll only be active for a couple weeks at the end of the season because it takes so long to actually get it uh they did make the change that once you keep getting gilded titles it'll it'll track the number however it'll it still will only be gilded for like a month before the season resets and then we have to wait another eight weeks or whatever it is for GMs to start again. So I think there are some issues there, but we'll, we'll see what they kind of do with the system as it evolves. Yeah. Dustin, are you doing the grind? Absolutely not. I don't think it's worth it. I don't think they incentivize you well enough to even attempt grandmasters organically. If you just do it the last week or the last two weeks of the season and you're playing casually, you'll probably be at the power just based on your artifact power about where you need to be to be able to accomplish these. Then you can just LFG it, get it done to you know check that box on the, what is it, what are they called now? Weekly challenges for the Bright Dust. Yeah, That's mm -hmm. actually a mechanic I really enjoyed doing. And then I got to the one mm -hmm. this season where it's like, do a Grandmaster. I'm like, I can't do that for three weeks. So I'm just not gonna work on these right now. And I'll come back in three weeks and finish out all of them because They've also been doing this odd thing with that mode. And I know I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent here, but they're also doing a weird thing with that mode where it's like, play Gambit. All right, you did that last week, do it again this week. And it would be smarter to just wait until the last week and just play Gambit a significant amount to do them all at once, as opposed to doing them every week. 
it is really smart that it gives you a way to sign on. But I think I think a lot of those should have been retroactive, like leveling up Gambit. I had to reset my Gambit thing to finish that challenge. But to answer your question, I, I don't think you're incentivized enough to do Grandmaster Nightfalls. Be besides a gilded title and bragging rights of saying you did it, you could you could do the the Nightfalls at a high level. When they were doing double rewards, that was great because you're getting ascendant shards. And now with the the armor changes, it's a really really fun. Well. It's fun if you can do it at 1300 because you can kind of tear through it. You get some ascendant shards. I was getting ton of tons of exotics. Plus, you have the weapons in there. Uh, those I'm really, really incentivized to do. Grandmaster, they're just too. It's end game content for like the top player base, I would say. And for everybody else, they don't care. Like somebody like Glad, he's like, I'm not going to do that grind. Like, why? He can do that like at the end of the season and he also i think he's feeling a little bit burnt out on destiny i don't want to want to speak for him but i think he echoes a lot of what we're feeling why am i going to grind non-stop to be able to do grandmaster nightfall what's the point there's no trophy for it there's no belt you know so like even the hardcore of hardcore yeah i don't know to me it's well, just the, weird the i'm not incentivized are, at all the new things are the adept drops that's new this season but I don't Adapt really think what? those weapons Swarm? are good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like I, they have the one new mod that's like the boss spec and major spec combined. But I don't think Shadow Price or um, the Swarm are very good. I mean, MGs are not in a great place, and there's better MGs anyway. Uh, the Shadow Price archetype is in a terrible spot. Uh, maybe that'll be good at some point. Uh, and then I guess Palindrome's good, but this is an era of bottom dollar and you know steady hand and things like that. So it, it's not really competing with those. So I. Was you know, go across the street to Trials Loot, and they have a sword with chain reaction, Igneous Hammer, which is two-tap city, uh, Outlaw Desperado uh, Messenger, and, like, there's no there's no equivalent to that. Like, the only GM-specific perk there is is that stupid one that gives you bonuses when your fire team is dead, which should be, like, an intrinsic perk on the depth loot anyway. So I don't I don't think they've really cracked the code with GM loot. Um, that I think they're they've really pushed forward with Trials loot and has made that. I mean, just look at the reaction to Igneous Hammer being the three drop today. Like everyone's going nuts for that. Well, but... it's not only the three drop; it's also the just fail it and you get it drop. Right. So it's like... it's more accessible and it's better. Whereas GMs are way less accessible and the loot is not very good. So I... it's 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 not quite yeah it's not quite there yet. Yeah, I'm like 130 on the season pass, so I've been playing a significant amount, and my max carry is one 13, 17, and seven eighths because. The only reason the character is that low is because I can't get a damn arm and I can't get a damn cape to drop on my hunter. And everything else is already like above the threshold. So if I don't get a drop in those slots, or I don't know, like it's just, I'm not chasing pinnacle stuff, I guess, because- Well, they're changing the grind to be all pinnacles, essentially, yeah. all pinnacles on artifact grinding. So I, I feel like when they make that change, that has to come with some sort of slot protection, or this is going to be a nightmare. and. I don't, I'm not looking forward to that grind, honestly, unless there's some some major changes coming with it. Yeah, they do the whole yeah. plus two thing or whatever, but right now it's just like, oh, you got to go run through. Maybe it was way worse at plus one, but yeah, you got to go run like through. Undoable. Yeah, you got to go run through Deep Stone Crypt for the twentieth time. I'm like, I guess, like, if I really want, do I really want to run the raid again to go do Grandmaster Nightfalls? The answer is no, because I, like. I've already beaten the raid. I've beaten that challenge. I know I can go do it. So it's just a time investment to get drops so that I can do this other piece of content that I'm not really that excited to do. And that's my problem with Grandmasters, right? I hope there's a lot of people out there who are like watching this show and they're like, man, I love Grandmasters. I love that they have this content. And sure, 
I would too, if there was more incentivization to do it. I, and I don't feel like it's there. How do you feel, Travis? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's, it's not even really incentivization. It's like the gating of the power thing, man. Like I, I play destiny every day and I'm not anywhere close to 1325. I, I think I'm like 1315 or 1316. It, it just feels like I'm really far away because you know, the, the only way I can get higher is if I do the pinnacle activities every single week and get lucky with the drops, which frankly, I already do a lot of those. And then, you know, like I do the raid every week, for example, because I still don't have eyes of tomorrow. Um, and, uh, you know, and then the other way is just by doing the uh, artifact leveling, which is just such a, a massive grind. And, you know, I, I'm a PVP main, the rewards are better in PVP anyway, when when trials is actually active. Um, and uh, the yeah, the, P the PV activity, at least for me, I haven't done Grandmaster since the season it came out, but it was just a, a not fun situation of you just getting destroyed by, you know, the weakest of enemies would, would be, be able to hit you and like, or kill you in two hits. And it was sort of over um, that that didn't feel good to me. So I think the rewards aren't there, but also just like the grind, man, like if, if 1325 is an artificial cap, even if you have 1355, why set it that high? Why not make it like 1300 and then, you know, just make it so that all your power beyond 1300 doesn't matter. I don't understand what the purpose of the grind is really, if the experience is going to be identical, no matter how high you, you grind your character. Yeah. So, like the, pur um, the purpose of the grind is to give the grind purpose. It's like this loop <laughs> Yeah, where right? like, yeah, day one, they could just be like, okay, it's contest mode. Like it's 25 above whatever you are. And like it scales. And then people wouldn't need to grind at all. And like, maybe that's where we're moving towards um, because they're, they're coming up with reasons to do the grind that are just not really good ones. It's like do GMs slightly more efficiently run whatever the seasonal activity is. And then like maybe have a slight edge in trials, but that won't make up for a skill gap anyway. So it's pow power is in a weird place right now. You both bring yeah. up really, really good points. So Travis, to your point, how do you get artifact power right now? You turn in bounties. It's like a really, really boring gameplay loop to get that artificial power. So why didn't they just turn it on where artifact power, art, the artifact in general is a problem. The fact that artifact power is tied to so many things and the only way to power that up is through XP, basically. I find that tedious and frustrating, I, at least with the gear stuff. I know the tasks that I can do to get those pinnacle drops. So I guess that's more of a positive. It's still also sort of problematic. I don't know. It's it's yeah. definitely like a multifaceted problem where, okay, so I got to do a bunch of XP stuff to, to get my power up and maybe the pinnacles a little bit just to get me to that 1325, just disable artifact power. I'll go in there right now. I'm like 1302, set it to 1310. And at least I have a chance. Sure. Make it match game, make it attrition, make it really, really hard. But Please now don't make it attrition. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe not that one, but like, I, I actually think nightfalls are in a really, really good place. I think grandmaster mm -hmm. nightfalls just sort of fall into this weird place where you're like, all right, like, I guess even the people that are doing it, like, do you, was it super rewarding when you did it? Cause it's just a strike that's with more modifiers and harder things. I don't know. Maybe people yeah. really love it and I'm just way off tone here and, and feeling. <laughs> eh, I'd yeah. say it's mixed at best, but <laughs> yeah, for sure. At least it doesn't um, get yeah, disabled the... every weekend, like trials. There Good we go. Segue. Perfect segue. Yeah. yeah. So that's the next topic is that uh, we talked about how trials was back uh, 
Oh, no, we didn't, actually. We didn't have a show last week. It was Paul and I on Twitter were talking about whether or not Trials <laughs> is going to come back. And then it did come back for half of a day or, I guess, one full day. And then it, it, they turned it off because it turns out that the uh, rejoin win trading gate that, that we talked about on the last episode uh, was, in fact, not solved. And people were still finding a way to do it. So they had to deactivate it again. It is live right now, at least when we started recording, it was live. Uh, but I guess the question is, do you guys think it's going to stick around? Do you think they actually solved whatever the issue was and, and we get trials back for real or, or is it doomed to get canceled yet again? I literally Paul? went, I went to Bungie help. It's still on as of this recording. Okay. So, I mean, I will be so mad if it gets canceled before I get the Ignis hammer at, at three wins. It'll take me like an hour to lose as many games as I need to, to come on, Paul, get you, it. Can, uh, you win one or two. It depends. <laughs> oh, it really depends. Funny. I did, I did the grind for, for the arms on all three characters that week. And that was the most discouraged. I think I've ever been playing this game. It was so brutal. Um, I, I mean, they disabled rejoin, which is the main culprit behind why win trading worked in the first place like i am sure there are other ways to win trade that people are doing like win trading has always been around it's just that was so widespread that like it became a thing and like now what people are doing the the cheese is jumping off just to get the bounty uh because people don't want to actually play trials which is its own problem but that's not something that trials is going to get canceled over so as long as there's no like total glitch outside the map and an auto win thing hopefully it stays up Knock on wood, um, but I, I really need to get that hammer. I'm like, I'm like nervous, like every hour that goes by that I haven't gotten at least one yet to add it to my loot pool because I'm, I'm worried something will come up and cancel it. But I would be, I would be pretty furious at that point. Yeah, I yeah, got, I got one with Outlaw and Celerity, and it, it didn't even Oof. take an hour. Yeah, <laughs> had, it's like had Outlaw me in the first half. and yeah. Almost. Celerity should not exist. All those <laughs> last fire team member perks should not exist. But yeah. Yeah, I've got a rapid hit and snapshot shot sights from last week. So I got yeah, I got a really good roll. Um but yeah, I'm I'm I I'm gonna be the pessimist here and say that somehow it gets canceled. I just don't have any faith in Trials' ability to like actually go an entire weekend without something disastrous happening. Um and this is this is coming from somebody who loves trials, loves PvP, but like I just don't have any faith. So I'm going to try to get on tonight, late at night, and just get to the lighthouse before it gets shut off at, you know, 3.30 a.m. or whenever it is uh, that, that something catastrophic happens. But, uh, yeah, if, if they're able to uh, solve it just by disabling rejoin and it's that easy, I'm happy. Uh, I don't think it's a great player experience to have people jumping off of the cliff either. But, it, you know, I don't care. Having, Let they're on the having, other team and making you yeah, win, well, that's fine with me. <laughs> I mean, for, for, for some of us actually want to play Trials. I know that's like really hard, but like some Take of us... One, that happens like what? Once on a flawless card, if you're lucky? You yeah. know, you, you get on a PC, suicide squad? On PC, maybe, because you get a lot of people who are either cheating or, you know, doing something where they jump off, off, off the cliff or whatever. But um, I would like Trials to actually be something that people oh, look forward wait to a minute. playing. Wait a minute. Are you saying that you're get, getting flawless on console because so many people are suiciding that you're just getting a free pass? I'm saying that in, mm. in the win trading environment, there were people who were getting a much easier experience because if they didn't see you with the hockey emblem, they would just leave the match. And then you can go to the the lighthouse, even though you're not doing the win trading thing, just because people are kind of forcing you that way. And it's sort of that way 
uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was that way with the people jumping off the cliff. It was the first three matches. You might just run up against people jumping off the cliff. So you just had to like sit there and wait for three teams to kill themselves. Pretend and like you're going to fight. <laughs> yeah. And then you, and then you get to go to the fourth match and you're like, all right, well, I haven't warmed up at all. I'm on my fourth win on the ticket. I've killed zero people because the first three teams were just jumping off the cliff. And that's not a particularly fun experience. So that said, I don't think they should be canceling trials, man. Like, Right now, the raids have twelve man people running oh, around. They and, it. <laughs> or sorry, that got patched this Tuesday. And but strikes, they let that, and that was a blast. That was just it was fun. it was it, yeah that yeah, was really cool. But my, the the thing is like that was happening in the PVE world. It was happening for their nightfalls. It was happening for raids, and they just sort of laughed it off and were like, "Yeah, have fun in there, guys." And then trials, there was this one issue. I mean, granted, it was a pretty big issue, but they shut trials down and they shut trials down over the smallest things. And I get it. It's supposed to be, you know, a, a spotless kind of flawless arena, but it's never been that. And I feel like they should just let it, let it ride, man. Like who cares if it's a little bit broken, but don't cancel it over every small thing, man. It's, it's killing me. I agree with you a yeah. little bit. I think if there's a glitch where you can go outside the map or something, they have to shut it down because that'll get too heavily exploited. But win trading, I don't think that's a reason. I don't think they should have shut it down last week. It was just about the Haka emblem win trading, right? Um, yeah. To me, that's I don't think not... they should do it even if there's a glitch where people are jumping off the map because like... No, no, no. I don't think jumping off the map is yeah. a problem. I don't think that win trading was a problem worth shutting it down over. It is something they should address, but I mean, it's not affecting a large portion of the player base, I, I would imagine. Um, so those two things, I don't think it was worth canceling trials for, but if there's a, a place where you can go and not die, then they should probably shut it down. Or if they're using, one thing I encountered actually that I think is sort of what they're noticing is one person can leave on the opposing team and then rejoin, and then there's no way they can lose. They just force you to leave, right? And uh, that's a bug that I actually reported over to Bungie that I encountered, and stuff like that is worth canceling for. But when trading and jumping off the edge of the cliff, you should not be canceling trials for it, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, the, the other thing is uh, the strikes coming out next week. Um, we kind of got a little bit of setup for it in the story this week. Do you guys have any theories about what we're going to be doing in the strike or any hopes or uh, Paul, if you have like, what, what's something you hope happens in the strike? Um, I hope it's not like, I hope it's interesting, but I hope it's not too long. <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm not loving all the introductions of strikes like the corrupted or Scarlet keep that are just so endlessly long. Uh, especially you know if you just get them in the strike playlist like i i cannot even do the corrupted anymore it, it takes like three times as long as any other strike um i'm just i you know it, it, we think we kind of already know who the final boss is it was in the trailer it's some big centurion it's not keitel um and i i'm more curious about i guess the story components of it uh, rather than the actual mechanics of what goes on inside an imperial land tank uh i i would imagine that we're going to be at a place where it's a strike, so they're not going to have anything more complicated than like you know throwing a charged up ball, and even that's too complicated for people in the corrupted. So maybe not even to that degree. Um, I'm I'm hoping just that there's this will be one of those strikes where it has alternate alternate dialogue. So if you run it a bunch of times, you'll get to hear a bunch of different story things. Um, and then I just you know I hope it's just not terrible, and it'll be something to be an actual like fun nightfall as opposed to a nightmare. So uh, I, I I hope they keep up with the enemy density thing. <laughs> that we've seen from Zepix. 
uh, less so with Fallen Saber, but I, I think that's a good new philosophy that they've had with Battlegrounds and Sepix, which is throwing a metric ton of, of enemies at you. Uh, that I'm, I'm all for that, and I think that could be uh, cool like in, in more strikes. So that's, that's kind of what I'm hoping for. Destin. Well, thanks for the spoiler warning, Paul. Not all of us have watched all the trailers. Now I know it's the Cabal. Like, that's going to be the final boss. Thanks a lot. I can't win with spoilers. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. My hope would be that somehow it integrates the, the Vanguard characters into the mission. I'll, I'll never forget, like, the beginning of D2 where Zaval is there with his bubble and you actually are, he's like, I have to hold this and protect these civilians. Stop the cabal from doing whatever and then Ikora shows up and throws a nova bomb i would absolutely love it if there were moments like that within this strike more realistically i think what they would have had time to develop are each of those characters calling into you and giving you tips i do think it'll be i think it'll be locked commentary i don't think it'll be varied commentary though i don't think that's easy enough to do. And I think they've spent most of that time towards the battlegrounds dialogue to do that. And this is a strike. So strikes are typically like locked narratives. You don't get too much variation. I know arms dealer has a little bit of variation once in a while. And there's a few with where Zavala has alternating dialogue, but it would be very minor if anything. That's my hope for it. Uh, we'll see what actually happens. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm hoping for a bunch of story. Yeah, like you said, Paul, I kind of had that spoiled for me too in the trailer that the boss is some centurion. I'm yeah, hoping let's just that keep that's spoiling a... it. That was okay. <laughs> it was revealed in the story this week that it's not kind yeah. of and that there's only yeah. one boss of the trailer we haven't fought yet. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping that it's like a a trick and that actually Kyle's going to show up or that we'll get that to see her great. in the yeah I, I I would love it if we got to at least see her in the world like maybe Ooh. we kill her Centurion and then she sort of like shows up like at the end of the corrupted strike when we get a little bit of dialogue from um whatever her name Cydia. is the, yeah that one uh, that shows up uh, I I would love it if if there was something there I'm just hoping that this is like soaked in story and it's not it doesn't just feel like a slightly more intricate battleground where we fight you know yet another uh big beefy uh cabal guy that throws rockets at you um if it's that i'll be i'll be pretty disappointed so it probably um, will be that <laughs> if he's got a, I, I if tend he's got to agree shield for like the fourth time i would not be very amused with that but <laughs> yeah i, I love I, your I idea think, i think you're probably right I love your idea. Yeah. Like the boss has four health bars. He gets to the last health bar. He does like, he just goes invincible in some manner, but then Keitel shows up and just busts his chops, like knocks him down yeah. and kills him, basically finishes him off. Then does the gilded blade break that Paul teased about earlier. And then she's like, the ways of old are no more. Yeah. I'm done with this. We're teaming up with the guardians. Follow me or die. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I it doesn't like to me. And that would be awesome. I would yeah, I would love it that. Won't. To me, it doesn't even have to be that specifically. I just want there to be something big that happens during the strike that everyone is talking about and its story implications, right? Like maybe we find out that Savathun was behind the assassination attempt, or maybe, you know, Kalis shows up with his new ship and reveals that he has plans of his own. I just want something to happen like at the end of the strike that makes it just not another glorified battlegrounds. Like I don't really care what direction they go with it. I just want something cool to happen. And yeah, I, I, I do think Keitel showing up and kind of making some sort of like well, definitive decision. I, I could see it splitting. Huge. Like I could see it being a normal strike and then you kill the guy and then a chest spawns and whatever. 
but then there's a cut scene the first time you do it because you're gonna have to run it as a part of the battleground story mission and i'm sure there'll be like sure. one instance of it and then it'll get added to the rotation um yeah. but i can see them tacking on a cutscene at the end like showing whatever happens at the end of that but not not something that would run every time you ran that strike well no that's what they did with crow and you would get that oh you didn't get the cutscene every time but you did at least for your first three completions on your alts so paul that's probably what will happen you'll finish it and then there will be a cutscene in the same vein as the crow event oh you mean the the final hunt yeah yeah that's yeah. what I mean. yeah 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 and i i don't think they'll add it to rotation because right now it is exclusive to season oh, pass holders next week. yeah mm -hmm. yeah so they'll they'll add it whenever um but yeah that that'll be I, I think I think that's probably it, and and hopefully the, I, I'm just hoping some more of that happens in the actual strike rather than a, a cutscene. But I totally agree; it'll probably just be, you know, a, a more intricate battleground, and then we'll get a cutscene, and and that would be probably bare minimum. If it's anything less than that, I'll be really upset. But I, yeah, I had a quick question to to add to what you're asking, Travis. With all the stuff that happened with Presage, I don't know if you guys paid attention to all that lore, but I I loved playing through Presage. I I went through it multiple times. I did it solo flawless on the easier difficulty i did all the scannables and there's such interesting lore and things that happen in there do you think that's going to integrate anyway into this final encounter or no uh no not i don't yeah. think it's going to integrate into the strike i think it'll integrate into stuff before the end of the season because we have i don't know how many completions we, we need at least like nine or ten completions to get the whole lore book and open all the little rooms I, I'm guessing this is not a data mine or anything, but like I'm guessing the, the final data pad in the final room might open up the, the area to Crown of Sorrow, which we've been hearing about. Presage has been getting a little weird though, because it, it had three weeks of different dialogue, but now it's now it's repeating and I'm not getting new dialogue anymore. No, it's and just I the, lost track of the scannables, which were the, giving out new dialogue, but it's, it's just a treasure chest now. So all right, the scannables so, yeah. are done. Now it's just the data pads with treasure chests and there's no dialogue tied to those, but that's where the lore books are tied. So yeah, yeah maybe we get a thing for the last one, but that would, that would be a big bummer because you have to do them every week. And if you don't- That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I think I'm like two weeks behind. So I'm always like, what week am I actually on? And if I don't remember if I missed last week now, so am I on chest four or am I on chest six? Who knows? Keep in mind, it's not going away. So like, it's it's nine or ten weeks or whatever, but you have until the Witch Queen to do it. But if there is some major story thing tied to this, if Callus pops out of his little hidey hole or whatever, and you know, I, I assume this is leading to something like somewhat important, mm -hmm. like or else I don't know why we would be on this path. Um, and, and Keitel seems pretty intent on finding Callus, so I would assume that somehow this gets resolved uh, by the end of the season, kind of separately from the whole battlegrounds alliance thing because it's, it's kind of split off from that but i'm not given the current structure of it where now it's just finding pages of the lore book i'm a little i'm, I'm wondering a little bit like how it, how exactly it ends yeah like yeah. here's here's how much i loved it i loved it so much i went through and i captured all the cutscenes hudless and i put together all the narrative in one video on my youtube just because like i like it so much. Like, like nobody really watched it but i just i like to have that i'm like it's like collecting comics for me so i've been doing that for a long time and I just, I have everything now on the YouTube and Presage was like one of the coolest things that I've done probably since the season of a Drifter stuff where every week Drifter had something going on. And that's all in addition to what's been going on during season of the Chosen. Season of the Chosen has been quite an excellent season in terms of the amount of stuff that we got included with it. Just, uh, I, I'm very happy with, with that's, this. That's one. a question I want to ask that I was going to write an article about. Do you think this is the best season 
like standalone season. Even, I, yeah, even I think it might up be against opulence. I think it might. Be I think it could be ever. honestly. Yeah, ever. I think it and is. I know sure, we're halfway yeah. through, and it's probably going to get more stagnant after the strike next week. But the the no, cadence, of, the cadence of content, the lore stuff that's being revealed, uh, the cutscenes, the sort of uh, cat and mouse game that we've been getting throughout the story events, the lore stuff in the books, like like story wise and PVE gameplay wise, it has been quite excellent. PVP, we don't talk about PVP. <laughs> What was a good PvP season? There was there a been Destiny any, one when unfortunately. True. <laughs> that actually that is the actual real answer. Yeah, um, yeah we've we've only got a few minutes left, so uh, I figure we'll wrap up with our Bungie Please segment. For those of you who haven't listened in a while, Bungie Please is our opportunity at the end of the show for all of us to hit Bungie with our gripes, snags, and whines about the stuff that we would like them to implement into our beloved game. So uh destin i think you've got one for this why don't you tell us your bungee please this week yeah I, I was tempted to steal one from twitter but hey bungee please um can you please figure out what you're doing with mods you took away bungee you took away the bounties from banshee uh as a new, like if i don't know how to get mods regularly what is a new player who actually needs them what are they gonna do so just anything with the mods Maybe put Banshee's bounties back. I don't know. Were they doing any harm? Are people do people have too many mods? Why does that currency exist? Are you talking about upgrade modules or mods? Mods. Okay. Because they, you the... use mods by like when uh what was the perk that like is never sold? The Warmind Cell. Yeah. Warmind Cells is there. You need mods to buy that. So if you're a like a new like oh, you mean player, mod components? Okay, yeah, I have like fifty thousand mod components. You not have mod components? Me too. Imagine you're a new player and you've read Paul Tassie's article over on Forbes. You're oh like, yeah, oh, how man. do you get mod components exactly. now? That's a good question. Exactly. Exactly. I, I have so many. I just <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have so yeah. many. But if you're reading that article about how to do that war mine cell build, and you're like, oh, I got one of those. How the heck do I get those even? So just yeah, yeah. is it even possible? Why did they take away the bounty? Just get rid of look if you're gonna take yeah, away the easy way to do it that was like a big feature from that that season when they added that bounty if you're gonna take that away maybe just get rid of the currency yep that's a great bungee please paul what do you got uh do you want to uh tell them the one you wrote for me travis <laughs> I, didn't do it. <laughs> I my guess this week was that paul was gonna say that we we need to give our guardians better haircuts or something uh, I wasn't, but now that you mention it, <laughs> um, remember when Bungie talked about uh, going back to the character creator and doing a revamp of that, potentially? They they talked about that a long time ago, but in all the updates we've gotten, uh, we have never heard anything about that. There was some change they made to the face system that made some of the faces look a little different and stuff, but we are we're like seven plus years in now, and we are still using the exact Destiny 1 character creator that we can never re-edit unless we delete our characters. Uh, so with the arrival of Transmog and turning shaders uh, from consumables to permanent unlocks, I have to believe that the final step in the whole cosmetic train has to be a return to uh, getting getting the face editor system back online. We have other games like Outriders that are launching where you can change everything about so, yourself, your entire face. So many face. options in Outriders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Endless. potentially. Um, and I honestly think they could make a couple bucks with a couple microtransactions worth of beards and, you know, whatever, head accessories, eye patches, whatever. Like, as long as there's enough free options, too. Like, it just seems like a missed opportunity, and we've heard nothing about it 
ever since they first mentioned that they were considering doing with something with it like a long time ago. Travis yep. told me it's every email they had makes them like $50 million. So yeah, <laughs> that, that checks out. That was uh, yeah, a tra we need a transmog for our faces, I think is what you mean. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so that's great. My Bungie please this week. Bungie, please. Why? Please tell me why. I have a sparrow. I don't think there's any good opportunities for me to use it, except for in situations where you know I'm trying to get from one place to another pointlessly because I can either transmat there. Or I just need to know why I have a sparrow, really. And this brings me to my larger point, which is bring back Sparrow Racing League. I think it's time. You guys just doubled your studio size. You've got all this money that you, there's there got to be some way you can give Sparrow Racing League to some third party studio and have them build this out. You know, I, there's there's something here. You you told me these were supposed to be small things, not like yeah. hey, add this huge new feature and buy yeah, a studio Sparrow to make racing. it. You know, <laughs> just bring well, High my, Moon back. My main and just have you Sparrow Racing. My real bungee please is like I don't understand the point of sparrows. They take away the ability to get on my sparrow in all the situations I would want to. And then they make me ride it pointlessly in all these situations where they could have just dropped me closer to whatever the point is. So I just really don't understand the point of sparrows in the game right now. I think Sparrow Racing League would give me an answer, but that's kind of a pet project for me. But anyway, I just, I need to know why we have sparrows. I, I'm so confused by them in the game at this point. Everyone has so. the transmat preloader, right? Like the faster tr yeah. transmat speed. If yeah, you don't they, have that on your sparrow, what are you doing? <laughs> no, they, they made it. They made it permanent, so all sparrows have that now. Really? That's right. Yeah, yeah all that was them. like the big sparrow change they made, and that's like literally the last time I've even thought about sparrows. So mm. <laughs> I'm looking. Yep. I still got some that don't have it, so it's just there by default. It's it's odd. No, if it doesn't have it, it's intrinsic now, so it's not listed as a perk anymore. It's just I remember them how talking, sparrows work. I remember them talking about that. That was that was like dumb. And like, why even have different things on your sparrows? We're not. Do, we're just using them to drive well, yeah, over no, there. None of the things matter except maybe the one where enemies don't shoot you as much on whatever that one sparrow is. If that even works, I have Sparrow, no sparrows are dumb. Yeah, they're dumb. <laughs> In conclusion, sparrows are dumb. <laughs> That's our show. All right. Well, do the honors, Travis. You, you hosted this whole one. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our show, guys. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Paul, where can we find you? Uh, at Paul Tessi on Twitter, OnlyFans.com slash... No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> yes, we finally got the OnlyFans call out. <laughs> uh, that's that's a secret link. Um, and then just Paul Tessi on YouTube and Google me for my articles. Destin? Yeah, you can find me on IGN.com. Don't forget, all those performance reviews that I was doing, those are going up on YouTube.com slash IGN Games now. So be sure you're checking out IGN Games. A lot of our content has been moved over there. And um, yeah, I guess if you want to see me just ramble, I do stuff on YouTube, YouTube.com slash The Destin Channel. Paul and I are arguing a bunch on there now. So that's really fun. That's coming out Thanks. on Sunday. But uh, <laughs> mostly watch IGN Games because we're trying to like, give performance reviews and our content a little bit more breathing room. So check it out, see what we're doing over there and let us know what you think. That's awesome. And uh, you can find me as always at Travis on Twitter. You can read uh, my articles and reviews at IGN.com and you can see me on Fireteam Chat every other week right here. Um, that's it, everybody. Thanks for watching. And until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. out.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.